Jacob's vision of a ladder stretching into heaven with angels ascending and descending upon it describes a spiritual experience that explains perhaps the epitome of human desire for us to have access to the gates of heaven, a new world, much in contrast to the one we are in. A world that has no fear, no worry, no murder, no hatred, anger. A world ultimately that has no greed nor death. And this human desire is perhaps even further illustrated in the multitudes of ancient structures erected by ancient peoples all around the world that stretch into heaven where they hope to get a little closer to those gates of heaven. Hope of a future that is an escape from this present reality. But if we can read between the lines of this ancient vision of Jacob, perhaps we can find a secret that reveals to us the ultimate one and only path that would allow us to enter through those gates of heaven. Let's read this vision as it is written and left for us in Genesis 28, verse 12. And he dreamed and behold, there was a ladder set up on the earth and the top of it reached to heaven. And behold, the angels of God were ascending and descending on it. And behold, the Lord stood above it and said, I am the Lord, the God of Abraham, your father and the God of Isaac, the land on which you lie, I will give to you and your offspring. Your offspring shall be like the dust of the earth, and you shall spread abroad to the west and to the east and the north and the south. And in you and your offspring shall all the families of the earth be blessed. Behold, I'm with you and will keep you wherever you go and will bring you back to this land. For I will not leave you until I have done what I have promised you. Then Jacob awoke from his sleep and said, Surely the Lord is in this place, and I did not know it. And he was afraid and said, How awesome is this place! This is none other than the house of God, and this is the gate of heaven. So early in the morning, Jacob took the stone that he had put under his head, set up a pillar and poured oil on top of it. And he called the name of that place Bethel. But the name of the city was Luz at the first. So Jacob has this vision of the ladder and he declares that he believes this is the place that are the gates to heaven, the place that is the house of God. And in that place, God declared to him that he, through Jacob's lineage, will give opportunity to all the families of the earth to have access to this gate of heaven. For us to really fully understand this vision, we must look at what Yeshua, Jesus Christ, came to speak about it in five verses as he spoke to Nathaniel. 
We read this in John 1:47. Yeshua saw Nathanael coming towards him and said to him, Behold, an Israelite indeed, in whom there is no deceit. Nathanael said to him, How do you know me? And Yeshua answered, Before Philip called you, when you were under the fig tree, I saw you. But Nathanael answered him, saying, Rabbi, you are the Son of God. You are the King of Israel. And Yeshua answered and said, Because I say to you, I saw you under a fig tree. Do you believe? You will see much greater things than these. And he said to him, Truly, truly, I say to you, you will see heaven opened and the angels of God ascending and descending upon the Son of Man. When Yeshua meets Nathanael for the first time, it blows Nathanael's mind because Yeshua is speaking to him as if he knows him, even though this day is the first day he's ever met him. Yeshua speaks to him and says, look, you are an Israelite connecting Nathanael to his father and his lineage, who is Jacob, whose name was changed to Israel. And he says, but unlike Jacob, there is no deceit in you, Nathanael, because remember that Jacob stole his brother's birthright and blessing. Now he goes on and he says, I saw you under the fig tree. And Nathanael He's wondering how who could this be that he says he has seen me under the fig tree when I was there alone, when no one knew I was there, when 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 this was something that is supposed to be a mystery to all except God. See, the only one who could know this and the only one who could say and who could declare to Nathaniel that I saw you is God himself. See, Yeshua, Jesus, he didn't say God told me you were under the fig tree. He said, I saw you under the fig tree, declaring his divinity that he is God. Oh, and see, brothers and sisters, if, if that masses with our theology that Yeshua could say such a thing that he sees him declaring himself God, there's something wrong with our theology, not something wrong with what Yeshua said. And this, this is so radical to Nathaniel that he goes and he declares, truly, truly, you are the son of God. Truly, you are the Messiah that he has sent for me and for all of the families of the earth. And now Yeshua points to himself as the fulfillment to that vision that Jacob Nathaniel's father, if you will, in lineage had because Yeshua declares to Nathaniel, you are amazed at this, that I saw you under the fig tree. You will see greater things than these. You will see angels ascending and descending upon the son of man. See, when we think about Jacob's ladder in that story in Genesis, we see that the angels are ascending and descending and the way that they are doing this, the way that they are moving from heaven to earth and earth to heaven is by means of a ladder. 
That is what the vision describes. But now Yeshua retells it and he says that angels are ascending and descending upon the Son of Man. He's declaring himself to be the very ladder, the way that all the families of the earth will be blessed, the way that humanity's desire to get access to the gates of heaven will be fulfilled and to enter the house of God will be fulfilled is to go on the ladder to have that is Yeshua himself to have access to the father who art in heaven. This all points to what Yeshua is about to do in his ministry. That is to bring about a new house of God, to introduce a gate to heaven that has previously been closed. Because remember that in the garden, Adam and Eve were kicked out of the garden and a gate was set up to keep mankind outside of the presence, to separate us from him. The gate to heaven, if you will, into the presence has been closed to humankind. But he says this is going to change. In fact, he goes to declare himself to be the temple and the house of God, the place where God's spirit dwells and moves from and touches people. That's why the demons left. That's why the sick were healed. That's why the dead were raised by him. Now we see that he declares himself to be the one that brings about the presence of the father because he is one with his father. But see, when God came and told Abraham through your line, Abraham, all of the families of the earth will have access to this blessing we are talking about. We must understand that Yeshua is the means by that is done because he is the promised offspring through Abraham, through David and so forth. And he is now the the one who allows anyone who believes in him, who puts their faith in him, they will be able to be grafted into Abraham's family and become part of this spiritual offspring that can inherit the blessings of Abraham leading up to access to the ladder, to Yeshua that brings access to the father, that brings access to the tree of life, that brings access to eternal life itself, escaping death. And in Genesis 28, 18, Jacob marks that place where he receives the vision and that he declares is the place that is going to be the gates of heaven and the house of God. And he says this place will be marked by a stone and he puts the stone down, pours oil all over it, proclaiming in a symbolic matter that this stone will be anointed by God. And when we look now to Yeshua, Jesus and his disciples, he asks his disciple, Peter, who do you say that I am, Peter? Similar to how he revealed himself to Nathaniel, 
He's now asking Peter, Peter, what do you think I am coming as? Peter declares that he is the Messiah. And Yeshua tells him the following. He says, I tell you, you are Peter. And on this rock, this stone, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. I will give you the keys of the kingdom and whatever you bind will be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. In revealing who he is, Yeshua speaks of himself as the stone, connecting himself further to the vision that Jacob received with the stone he placed and anointed in that place. In the book of the Psalms, we read in 118.22, the stone that the builders rejected has become the corner stone. The Pharisees and many of the in the first century rejected the stone that was Yeshua, even though they were the priests even or the builders even. But he became the cornerstone upon which all the rest of his assembly was built. All of that which would allow the families of the earth to inherit salvation. It was all built upon him. See, all of the counterfeit religions of this world, including as we see at the Tower of Babel, have been building structures stretching into heaven, hoping to get access to the gates of heaven. But in reality, there are only the gates of heaven and the gates of hell. And if you do not have access to the gates of heaven by the only one who has the keys to the kingdom, that is Yeshua, who could only be the one who gives it to you as he gave it to Peter to bind and loose on this earth. In other words, to set other people free, that person gets access to the gates of heaven. But the others, even though they can build their structures, will only ever get access to the gates of hell. See, you cannot reach into heaven by any counterfeit ladder. There is only one ladder and he is Yeshua. And Peter further explains this revelation in 1 Peter 2, 5, when he explains the living stones are actually those who now follow Yeshua and who imitate him. He says, you yourselves are like living stones being built up as a spiritual house, a holy priesthood to offer spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Yeshua, the Messiah. When Jacob had the vision and when he set the stone down there in that place, that was never supposed to be the singular place of the house of God, the gates of heaven. But that stone is a picture of the stone Yeshua and who would ultimately make us all alive, living stones, building up this temple. And we will be taking this Holy Spirit and this truth inside of us to the world. We will become the gates for the world to have a taste of the Messiah himself in order for them to put their faith in him, too. We will become the ones to carry the presence and proclaim the gospel all to the ends of the earth. As he told, as Yeshua told the Samaritan woman, it's not going to be in that place or that place. 
this or that mountain. But I'm calling worshipers of spirit and truth to take it everywhere. And that's why we ought to pray, Father, let your kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. How is his kingdom manifested in and through those who are filled by the spirit as he was filled? That is why that place where Jacob had his vision, he changed its name from Luz to Bethel. Luz in its Hebrew means either a place of separation, a wilderness, a place of dryness, a place of bones. And Bethel means the holy place of God. What does this make you think of? See, in the book of Ezekiel, the prophet Ezekiel proclaimed the same. He proclaimed that there was a place of dry bones in Ezekiel chapter 37, a wilderness where there was no life. And he said that this was like God's people. But then he was told to prophesy for breath and for skin to come upon those bones. And it is proclaimed in 37 5. Behold, I will cause breath to enter you and you shall live and I will lie sinews upon you you, and I will cause flesh to come upon you and to cover you with skin and put breath in you and you shall live and you shall know that I'm the Lord. And he said to me, verse 11, son of man, these bones are the whole house of Israel. Behold, they say our bones are dried up. Our hope is lost. We are indeed cut off. The house of Israel, that is Jacob, is described as a people who are bones, who are dry, who are separated and cut off from the father. But yet, because of this prophecy, he says from separation, they will be taken to be united with him from Allah's to Bethel from bones to become living stones, building up the holy house of God with the breath of life, the Ruach, the Holy Spirit dwelling in it from Allah's the place of bones to Bethel, the holy place of God. His people are transformed and built up to become that 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 people that allows heaven to meet earth because Yeshua has connected them to the father. See, and he concludes with a promise. God comes and he says, this is what I am going to fulfill in your future. And he promises in Genesis 28, 15, behold, I am with you and will keep you wherever you go and will bring you back to this land. For I will not leave you until I have done what I have promised you. And in that chapter of Ezekiel 37, he repeats the same when he says in verse 21, then say to them, thus says the Lord God, behold, I will take the people of Israel from the nations among which they have gone and will gather them from all around and bring them to their own land. 
God's promise to me and to you and all who are part of Israel, whether native born or grafted in through belief in the latter, the access Yeshua. He promises that he will bring us all back to the land of promised promise that he promised to Jacob. And see, today we can see the fulfillment of that promise. You do not even need to be a believer in the God of Israel to see this. When you are seeing Israel as a nation having been restored and we see them having all of the native born Jewish people running back to their promised land. But ultimately, one day he will restore everyone including that spiritual offspring that will restore to the father back to that place of eternal life, the gates of heaven, the house of God, where Yeshua will set up his throne. And you today can choose to become a part of that kingdom, to have access to those gates, to have access to the presence of the one who made you to be restored back and saved, not just from death, but from the present depressions, from the present anxieties and fears that he comes to set us free from. And if that is you, if you're listening to me and you want to renew your commitment, or maybe you've never had one and you want to know who is this God, then I want you to pray with me. Father, we come to you, Lord, and we ask, Father, that you would come and make us new that, Lord, we are like those dry bones. We are like being cut off and separated. But Father, we ask that you would come and breathe your life, your Holy Spirit into us, that you would come, Father, and fill us, uh, cover us with new skin, a new body, Lord. Father, I pray, God, that you would come, God, and empower us to be the light to the world that you have called us to be. Yeshua, Jesus, we want to follow you. We want you to save us. And Lord, we repent of all of our sins. We repent of the evils we have committed. Lord, we repent, God, and we turn from our old life back to you through baptism. And Father, we ask that you would come and make us new. We pray all this in the name of Yeshua. If you pray this prayer and you would like to get to know the Father more, Go to riseonfar.com and reach out to us. Thank you so much for joining me this week. I want to say a special thank you to our partners who have made this teaching possible and every other teaching this month. Many blessings and Shalom.